0: learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, it's that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in health care related fields to keep you a beat ahead. Media and social media have become uh, so, so possessive with their platforms and so evil and twitter is at uh, the front of this class here but there, there's others too i mean there's there's youtube there's facebook uh and of course we'll talk about paypal today there's another one too we had uh, dr peter mccullough on viewpoint this sunday in fact this past week we'll have a follow-up with that up front here a uh, welcome in my friends uh, to america out loud pulse it is malcolm out loud here along with my co-host
1: and yours truly peter mccullough
0: all right so we had quite a program on uh you point on Sunday, and this was a follow-up to uh, to the whole Twitter debacle. Which, you know, it, what was so remarkable to me about this, Peter, in full disclosure, is you were so careful about uh, all of the things that were going on the feed there, we're never wanting to step over the line because we know what happens. We have to play by the rules. Of course, we don't know what the rules are, so it's always a kind of a shaded area with the community guidelines. But uh, you got caught finally, and uh, we we really don't even know what the what was the, the 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 turning point as to why they they pulled the account down and, and uh, banned it. Do you know, Ethan?
1: You know, we never know. Recall that you were censored on a tweet that you made, and right. actually, we commented on this show. Right. And recall that the censorship occurred about a month after you tweeted. So you know, one never knows. Twitter. Uh, You know, the Twitter representatives never give their name. They never say why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, It is all very uh, clandestine, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And all I can tell you is that uh, the final thing I tweeted was the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation a little trailer on a video called Are the Kids Okay?, and the only reason I did it is my Pennsylvania Senate testimony is in the middle part of it. It gave a cited piece of medical evidence after cited piece of medical evidence. If that's what Twitter objected to, they objected to publish scientific information and Senate testimony done under oath. Malcolm, it's astonishing what's happened. And I wasn't the only one. Surgeon General Joe Ledeppo was hit.
0: In Florida. Yep, yeah, right. And uh, now they, they put his back on there, didn't they?
1: they did what he posted is uh, he had come out with a, an official statement from his office the Florida Surgeon General Harvard trained Jola Adapo MD PhD one of the most uh, you know highly esteemed doctors in America he had conducted a study from state of Florida data that had found it, found that those young people age 18 to 39 in Florida who took the vaccine men had uh, an 80 over 80-fold, uh, 80 fold 80 fold excess mortality that they were dying after taking the vaccine mm-hmm. he got this message out there he said listen i don't support the vaccines now in men based on the data 18 to 39 put this out on twitter twitter takes down the tweet and then they suspend his account he goes out on tucker carlson <laughs> and on fox news explain what happened now twitter's restored the tweet and they've restored his account These are unprecedented times right now in terms of censorship, and we're seeing it creep now into financial platforms.
0: Right, right. Before we go there, um, you know, the thing about uh, Twitter is, you know, it's a private company, right or wrong. They don't tell you why because they really don't even need a reason why because everything, as you said, is clandestine. It's always – it's like the secret police, the Twitter police – When they don't want your opinion out there or your viewpoint to be known, that's all it takes. And they pull you down. And what are they going to I mean, listen, if they pull the president of the United States off of that platform, Peter, doesn't that mean they can get anybody?
1: You know, they are a private company and it really depends on how the courts view them. You can be a private company, be a common carrier of information. That's right. Certainly private TV stations and private radio stations. Now, they would have to obey by the federal communications Commission uh, mm-hmm. regarding uh, inappropriate con- uh, content, uh, profanity, nudity, things like this. But you know, Twitter allows wide open pornography on their platform. I mean, wide open, uh, but yet they're censoring scientific information. And what we've learned is through America First Legal, they, they actually have disclosed that the, 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 what's behind this is Twitter's meeting with the C- CDC, and the CDC is crafting this false agenda. That Twitter is executing through its manipulation of of tweets and of followers and of uh, of account holders.
0: Yeah, everything we're talking about now is so un-American. It is. So, it goes against everything we stand for as a people, as a nation. Uh, this overreach that is completely out of control. And the same thing, uh, let's talk now about PayPal, what's happening here. It's almost like not a credit scorecard, but a corporate scorecard uh, where they're tracking you and want to know like, so PayPal, this was unbelievable. This is so outrageous. It's it. Uh, you just can't even begin to understand. So what happened here is if they found anything they didn't like that you put out in the, in the uh, community, whatever it is, it, it doesn't matter. You go against anything they don't like, uh, they can come back and take $2,500 of your money on the incident that they didn't like. That was put into the new company guidelines that were released, and then they said it was released by mistake, which what the hell does that mean exactly, Peter? I don't even understand. What, what do you mean it released by mistake? It's an error, they said. Right.
1: This is a stunning development. Now, if we look outside the United States and, you know, on our platform, we are a worldwide platform. As you know, McCullough Report, I go all over the world. We had already seen in Santiago, Chile, for example. My wife has some relatives there. I know this firsthand. Without getting a vaccine, one couldn't get money out of an ATM machine. We saw uh, the Canadian truckers rally. The Canadian government, without due process, freeze bank accounts. Of those uh, involved in the truckers' rally there, which was a peaceful demonstration, now we hear that PayPal had actually put this into codification. And, and so here are the questions: uh, Did PayPal executives determine this? Uh, if they did, you know, do they have PayPal doctors? You know, people don't post information on PayPal. PayPal is just paying people and receiving money. So where were they going to do? Was PayPal going to? Kind to launch a, an internet uh, search evaluation system? Were they going to have, uh, you know, panels of doctors adjudicating information or misinformation, or was it something more nefarious? I can tell you, you know, if a government agency or a non-governmental agency approached PayPal and said, you know what, we have a list of people who we think are spreading COVID misinformation, we want you to. Dock their account twenty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Pay- PayPal could look at that and say, "Okay, uh, we'll put this out in the new terms of use." I think it's the latter. I don't think PayPal has doctors. I don't think PayPal executives uh, dream this up. I think they were approached. And I hope anybody listening to this mm-hmm. is going to put pressure on attorneys to go ahead and seek what in the world happened at PayPal because you know what, people are already draining their PayPal accounts. They're canceling their PayPal accounts. Right. Right. PayPal stock dropped, but you know what? This is a sign, Malcolm. What's next? Bank of America, yeah. Citibank, yeah. Comerica. Yeah. If this can be dreamed up by PayPal, this can be dreamed up by any financial service company. Is our are our retirements on the mm-hmm. line here? If we discuss pandemic response, now this this is enters the PayPal event, as as innocent as PayPal tries to make it sound. Like oh, uh, we we retracted this. This is a real warning to Americans and those concerned about freedom because now their personal finances and lifetime savings are at risk.
0: Yeah. Well, your point, uh, uh, even on the weekend broadcast, was about collusion, uh, that there's collusion. That's what you just referenced a moment ago as well. In other words, they're not dreaming the stuff up themselves. They're probably, as you say, being told or uh, whatever. But this was a decision that obviously come from the top. You don't put out new community guidelines and the executives not know that you're making this sort of a radical change. Uh, and then for them to come out and say it's an error is is unbelievable. Uh, there is recourse for this, though. You see, here's what's interesting now they're pushing the boundaries peter and they're going further and further and further again it's hard to recognize that this is our country anymore this appears to be a third world country uh, it's it's another operation entirely this is what they do in china this is what they do in russia it's what they do in iran this is exactly what they do this is normal behavior for these kinds of com- uh, countries but here it was unthinkable i mean it was absolutely unthinkable but yet it's become the norm in It just keeps getting, they're going further and further in the hole. So it's not just, as you just said, the media companies and the social media companies, the oligarchs, but it's corporate America. They're not even in the media or the social media business PayPal is. Like, as you just said, they're not even in that business. I mean, so what? You're putting your guidelines out there because this is your belief structure? And you know, another great point you had on viewpoint, it just dawned on me now uh, in regards to Twitter which was a perfect point, you said. You said, you know, if these cats at the top on Twitter, for instance, were so inclined to, you know, want to force their opinion out there, why don't they just open up their own accounts and put them on there and put their opinions out there and let other people have their opinions on, which was the whole point of social media, to have a post and viewpoints. I mean, that was your point, and it was a very good one, but yet they don't do that. They hide behind all of this and they put it out, uh, you know, uh, crafting an agenda that they want to force onto people. uh, And healthcare is only one piece of it. It's everything. We're really going down some slippery roads, Peter, I have to tell you, man.
1: Well, we are. And, you know, just to bring it outside healthcare, the uh, opponent to to, uh, uh, the New York uh, member of Congress, now you're getting me outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> o- 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 OSC or what is it? Um, uh, who is it? The uh, th- the controversial Hispanic young woman who's. Oh, AOC. 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 Yeah. Thank, yeah. You, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you. So the contender to AOC, who's also a young woman, <laughs> she's just been banned from Twitter. She's just been banned from Twitter. So Twitter clearly has exercised its ability to influence uh uh, yeah, political yeah. campaigns, political policy. Uh, figures, policy, medicine. So you know, I've been on the media all day, Malcolm. And someone asked me, you know, uh, has Elon Musk reached out to you? I said, you know what? He should reach out to me. We're both public figures. I've eclipsed Elon Musk on all the Joe Rogan uh, uh, downloads and views and <laughs> what have you. So I'm I'm easily yeah. his comparable okay. in terms of public interest out there. Actually, I exceed him. And uh, he, you know, he deserves a a conversation with me. I deserve a conversation with him. If he's going to acquire Twitter, we've got to go over medical censorship. You know, I had thousands of peer-reviewed abstracts and manuscripts bringing the scientific truth to the world through Twitter. You know, I was on Dan Bongino Mm. on filters. Dan said, listen, I I relied on your analysis. I relied on your analysis. That's how important this is. Now my getter and my true social feeds are exploding. People are migrating over, but in response to this, I teamed up with best-selling co-author John Leak, who I know you know. John and I have launched a Substack, mm-hmm. and it is called Courageous Discourse. And uh, you know, the Substack allows a long format with more citations and already thousands of followers are bringing them over mm-hmm. i'm going to highlight so much of the work we do on the platform on america out loud which is the uh the voice and the uh, guest format of course mccullough report does have some music uh, prompted mm-hmm. by his, our faithful listeners but malcolm the point i'm making is mm-hmm. we can't be stopped do you know every single censorship event makes our voices louder
0: That's right. That's right. I I agree with you. Yeah, there's an interesting, let me draw one other point to the PayPal uh, fiasco. Uh, There's a a very interesting um, uh, essay article op-ed on America Out Loud that y'all should go read uh, from a very good writer, Patricia Antone, the collapse of PayPal is now a moral imperative. Now, you mentioned moments ago, uh, Peter, that the stock, the people, even the exodus You know, there's a boundary when you push too much and the American people have said, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's enough. That's enough. And right now, these people are over, they're pushing and it is enough. And I'm really excited to see this, uh, that there's a pushback now. So this piece here, the collapse of PayPal, is now a moral imperative And she goes on to say this in order to deter such behavior, shareholders harmed by the demise of PayPal should sue the decision makers whose party allegiance trumped fiduciary responsibility. Well, this is accurate. Business ethics, morality and just good sense. Shareholders' losses are a result of the egregious betrayal of trust by PayPal's directors in their having attempted to convert the company organized and operating successfully as a payment processor into an agency stand-in for political denounced disinformation. Isn't that so accurate and well said, Peter? And to sum it up, she says, and listen to this statement. This is really good. The exercise of political power through private entities which are rewarded by those in power, is dangerous because it, one, bypasses the legislative, two, outsources the executive, and three, sidesteps the judicial branches. In other words, it removes all the guardrails from exercising governmental power, quickly becoming totalitarian in its control of society. Tell me that's not well said, Peter.
1: Wow, that's an excellent analysis. That's so well thought out. And you know, the response is actually freedom. If people express the freedom of choice and they pull out of PayPal and PayPal collapses, then the public teaches PayPal and those trying to manipulate through this new totalitarian uh, regime a lesson. And it will be the populace in the end that wins. And the same thing would happen with uh, if, if Bank of America came out with a Policy that, oh, we've got a COVID misinformation policy. There should be a run on the banks and have a bank collapse. uh, And this will happen. Uh, You know, PayPal, listen, I already drained my money out of PayPal. And as soon as I get that check, I'm closing the account, Malcolm. It's over with. I'll never go back there. I could use Venmo. I can use something else. Many people in my circles have said the same thing. Mm -hmm. The people are going to have to step up here. This is our country, and we could take it back through. Freedom of choice.
0: Yeah. I, I love what you say there, brother. Love it. And I also love your comment, by the way, I forgot to mention that about Elon Musk. Uh, that was uh, perfect. Uh, it was laughing, grin to grin, or smiling, if you will, uh, in your comment. I thought it was terrific. Uh, when when you do get that call in that interview, please make sure it is on America Out Loud uh, where you have that talk, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know is. what?
1: I, I'd be happy to.
0: Oh. And
1: uh, you know, I had multiple people on media platforms today, Steve Bannon, Joe Peggs, Uh, Iron Will. I had them all. And I I said, listen, public invitation. Let's discuss it. You know, by the way, uh, through the Senate testimonies, we have had public invitations to discuss things, pandemic response with Anthony Fauci, Rochelle Lewinsky, our Surgeon General Murthy, and White House task force members. None of them will engage in dialogue. You know, that's one of the problems. Our country is built on dialogue. That's the reason why John Leake and I have launched out with this, this really provocative stack called Courageous Discourse.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about is, uh, you know, bringing the viewpoints to the table. It's the whole purpose and the reason we launched America Out Loud, which, by the way, uh, Peter, this April coming now uh, will be our seven-year anniversary and uh, remarkable in such a short period of time. We've uh, so much has been accomplished. I could not be prouder. Of not only the platform, the network, but all of the magnificent people associated with it, and we're making—you uh, know—we're—we're we're m- uh, making a lot of ground here. We're doing a, a lot of work and, and getting the message out there that needs to get out there. So I could not be prouder of uh, where we are right now. Well, let me tell the listeners right now: this is. Q&A 41, by the way, that we're going to transition to right now and take your questions. And as you know now, the questions go to the America Out Loud Pulse page. This show, America Out Loud Pulse, has been fantastic. It has jumped right up to be one of our leading shows uh, because of all the hosts, all week long, all five days, tremendous voices uh, at 5 p.m. and uh, the Zidane encore at 10 p.m. Now, this is Eastern time, but it doesn't matter what time zone you're in. You can hear it anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio Network, on our free apps, friends, Apple, Android, Alexa, our media player. Just click the Listen Live button at America Out Loud. There are many, many ways to listen. They're all fun. They're all interesting. But it really has become the people's network. Uh, and we see that uh, as we see all the programming continue to grow and new listeners and people just are thrilled. And I hear all your comments and, and we really appreciate you reaching into the network. Um, so 41 here, this is our Q and a here and you can submit your questions through the America Rotloud poll stage to any host on any of the days. And many of you do a lot of the hosts are getting questions there uh, when they engage that way with listeners. And of course we get the most for the Wednesday show because this is sort of a format that uh, Dr. McCullough and I um, created uh, right in the heat of the pandemic. We created this entire format of these Q&As, and it was done out of need. It was done out of need, and they took off, is all I can tell you. We couldn't keep up. We could, There were thousands, tens of thousands of questions we couldn't get to uh, right in the heat of the battle. Uh, you know, there's no way. I mean, we'd have been on there 24-7. Uh, but anyway, so Q&A 41, if you're doing the count there. Uh, This first one here is from Molly, and she says, thank you for continuing to be our fearless leaders in the fight against medical tyranny. I heard about an article in the Washington Post saying the virus is to blame for the pregnancy, stillbirths, and reproductive harms. They make it seem like the vaccine protects against infection and all these horrible outcomes. Can you share your expertise on what the truth actually may be?
1: The key in all these papers and manuscripts making this claim is to figure out what epoch it's in. Now, papers that were published uh, or data before the vaccines came out, you you can't blame the vaccines. They didn't exist. It was SARS-CoV-2. And yes, uh, SARS-CoV-2, because of the, the spike protein on the surface of the virus, can promote blood clotting. Uh, We know that fever itself can be a trigger for uh, precipitous delivery when women is in the third trimester, and that severe untreated COVID can be associated with severe outcomes in the hospital. Unfortunately, the published studies on pregnant women getting COVID uh, suggest that it's actually a more mild syndrome in pregnant women than non-pregnant women because pregnancy is an enhanced immune state. It's not an immune deficiency state. It's enhanced immunity. And so there were papers published, multiple papers showing that pregnancy has improved outcomes. Having said that, there are women with medical problems who have gotten COVID and been hospitalized. And yes, they've had blood clots and they've lost the baby. And so in aggregate, COVID is associated with fetal loss. Uh, But in my evaluation, that pales in comparison to the fetal loss and really the catastrophes we're seeing with the vaccine. It's good The vaccine makes all the types of COVID outcomes we describe far worse.
0: Okay, so next one is from Laverne. Uh, said, thank you for the program, I always learn a lot. I've heard you say several times that those of us that are a year or so post-vaccine are past the short-term effects of the vaccine. I assume long-term effects are unknown at this time. Recently, you said one of the effects of the vaccine was that it slows the healing process. My last shot was May 14, 2021. At some point in my future, I am going to need a hip replacement. Will the fact that I've been vaccinated affect my ability to heal from the surgery or since it has been, sometime since I had the vaccines and don't plan to get the boosters, mean my body has had time to recover its healing ability?
1: Well, remember I can't give direct medical advice, Malcolm, but I I would say I'm following my patients carefully in the literature. We're not seeing new things arise beyond a year. Uh, The one thing I'd be concerned about with a hip surgery at this stage is not healing, but actually blood clots. Now, hip surgery is associated with blood clots in the legs. This is well known. Uh, Surgeons take a variety of approaches. But in a hip surgery, in a patient who's previously been vaccinated, um, I would be concerned about a blood clot. And I would have the tendency to suggest, Full anticoagulation. There are ways, ways to do that with injectable anticoagulants in the hospital, then oral anticoagulants, typically a month after hip surgery. Uh, remember, this happens before COVID, and I think it, it would be accentuated in a vaccinated hmm. patient.
0: All right. There you go, Laverne. Um, this next one's from Cookie. Uh, do you have a protocol for those people who have been fully vaccinated but no booster? Hmm.
1: No, there's no protocol uh, for this, but the uh, Frontline Critical Care Network, flcc.net, and the World Council for Health have uh, suggestions for people who have taken the vaccine and they're concerned about vaccine injuries or side effects. Uh, A typical question is, you know, can you get it out of your body? There's all this buyer's remorse. We don't know. It looks like the genetic code, the spike protein are long lasting. Uh, One paper I do want to cite, and You know, the listeners are now familiar with the fact that I cite the literature, Malcolm. You don't see any media commentator who's a doctor doing this, none. Uh, Outside of uh, myself, I can't think of a single one who cites the papers. Here's a paper by Tanakawa and colleagues. It was published in Molecules and on uh, August 24th, 2022. The title of the paper is Degradative Effect of Natokinase, on spike protein, SARS-CoV-2. Now it's a, uh, it's an in vitro study, but they looked at cell viability and actually the spike protein uh, um, volume. And they demonstrated that a natural digestive enzyme called natokinase, which is also a form of a thrombolytic. It's available, by the way, as a supplement. Uh, and Japanese have done the most work on this. This paper was indeed from Japan, uh, showing that, uh, that it can degrade the spike protein. Now, Uh, This is a long way to actually using this in human beings, but it's the first lead that we have that something can digest this spike protein, which appears to be a real problem. It builds up in tissues, has been found in the heart, causing damage, found in the brain. It's directly found in blood clots, uh, causing blood, uh, blood clotting. So we know every American now, everybody worldwide knows what a spike protein is. It's the spine on the ball of the virus it's the lethal part of the virus that the vaccines basically induce the production of in the human body. So nanokinase paper by Tanakawa. we're gonna be following this carefully.
0: All right, all right. Uh, Molly uh, says, I want to ask about my 26 year old niece who recently got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. I know she has had the COVID shots, but not sure how many boosters. It sounds like the cancer is aggressive and the chemo isn't working well. Could this be related to the shots?
1: I haven't seen any reports of Hodgkin's and vaccines at this point in time. So my first answer here would be no, Hodgkin's can happen. Uh, It can be an aggressive tumor, but let me just say one thing. Aggressive Hodgkin's lymphoma as a general rule responds really well to treatment.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, and there are a lot of claims about all kinds of cancer that are happening and there's still a lot of unknowns here, Peter, right? We don't there's a lot we don't know, but there's obviously some cancers are being caused by this, yeah.
1: It's not conclusive, Malcolm. I, okay. I do I uh-huh. do think that is honestly I think that is uh the real real threat out here. Okay. You know, people okay. the FDA's told us about blood clots, heart damage and neuro- you know people are looking at this but if the vaccines, if they are proven to increase the five-year risks of cancers broadly, boy, you're going to see our country and the world go into a panic. It's not proven at this time.
0: Okay, that's that's a good uh, good to put it out there. Thank you. Uh, John says I am unvaccinated and fortunately received a religious accommodation from my employer. In spite of the recent changes in CDC guidance for COVID public health protocols. My employer still requires unvaccinated employees to test once weekly, wear a mask while on site. Wow. Employees who have received two shots have no restrictions. It is clear that masks do not work and the so-called vaccines do not provide robust and lasting immunity, uh, nor prevent the spread of the virus. I've heard that vaccinated people are actually more likely to catch or become reinfected with COVID. I recovered from COVID last March. And by taking the therapeutic supplements and following your protocol, Dr. McCullough, can you please help me identify some sound references that I can share with my company's medical officer that supports treating unvaccinated employees the same as vaccinated employees? I'm thankful and grateful for you and Malcolm to do all the truth uh, and get get it out there. Uh, You know, when you give this gentleman here, Peter, I've got to tell you before you answer this to John. Um, what advice would you give them or what's he asking for here? Uh, any um, uh, references, uh, identify any sound references that I can share with my company's medical officer? One of them might be a psychiatric visit as to why they're doing this to their employees.
1: <laughs> well, it's it, you know, I, as a doctor, I can't opine on that. But uh, l- <laughs> let me say this much. I bet his employer six months ago, I bet the company line is, we're following the CDC. <laughs> they're fine. Fu- Well, they should, if they're following the CDC, they really should follow the CDC now because as of August 11th, the CDC says that a vaccinated person is indistinguishable for an unvaccinated person from a public health perspective. The CDC says no routine testing. So this person just needs to go to the CDC website, print out their recommendations, walk right down to human resources or employee health and say, listen, this is my concern that what the company is doing now is not in step with the CDC. The CDC was running nine to 15 months behind. I said this publicly on TV, but now at this point in time, the CDC says, again, there's no difference between a vaccinated or unvaccinated person. So there's no support for mandates. The CDC says no testing, no routine testing. Don't do it. They specifically say don't do it. World Health Organization, as of June 2021, says don't do it. Uh, you know, I think these are very, very important uh, observations. And uh, the last one, and this one affects me, Malcolm. I walked into the hospital the day the CDC said that healthcare workers don't need to wear masks unless they're dealing with COVID, directly dealing with COVID. I don't directly deal with COVID in my practice. I went up to my office, probably not wearing a mask, and then uh, all the, the workers, everybody in the office is up in arms, because the hospital is still saying we have to wear masks and the practices within the hospital say we have to mask because the hospital says we have to. And so now we have hospitals and employers not following the CDC.
0: Yeah. um, Well, let me uh, get a lot more questions to get to, but I want to make a grand announcement right now. Uh, Yeah. That is a new product that uh, I want to introduce you to. And, I'll tell you, uh, Dr. McCullough, at the same time about this. It's actually pretty cool. Um, Okay, so everybody knows, you've heard us talk about the Genesis HOCL, uh, which takes the HOCL, puts it in a fogger, and again, distributes it around your home or your business, uh, kills the pathogens, uh, the the superbugs, flus, influenzas, uh, SARS-CoV-2, all of it, all of it. Uh, And that's where it is. It's in the air. These these are airborne uh, pathogens, folks. They're not, you know, it's not anything other than that. Uh, well, here's, here's the uh, announcement on this. This is very, very cool. It's called the, uh, the, uh, atomizer, the UX4. It's a stationary device. Now, brand new. It's at a, it's at a great price point. So it's very affordable for everybody. And this is actually a technology out of Seiko, out of Japan. It's the first time it's available here and it's through the Genesis HOCL folks. So it's a stationary unit. It's perfect for smaller spaces. Uh, it's continuous protection. It runs, very quiet operation. soft blue light, a lot of settings on there. Uh, it's a long-wearing ceramic interior. It's built really, really well. And it's a removable tank for easy cleaning and filling. And you put the HOCL, it distributes the dry mist around the room so you don't have the fogger with you specifically, this does the job for you. So again, UX4 uh, Atomizer. It's a stationary device product that distributes the HOCL, which is a very powerful product, very powerful Uh uh, uh I- ingredient that kills these things. Um, big big announcement, uh, Dr. McCullough, what do you think?
1: Boy, first thing that comes to mind, Malcolm, is bathrooms, bathrooms. Listen to this. my mother in law, eighty nine, went out to a restaurant with my daughter. the 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 responsible kids are out of town right now, so my daughter's picking up the 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 care item, And the poor thing goes out to a restaurant and develops brutal diarrhea. And we're not sure if it's food poisoning or if she got it in a public restroom. Keep in mind, in a public restroom, the Norwalk virus, which is the virus, by the way, that causes diarrhea on cruise ships. You've heard about these outbreaks of uh, enterocolitis on the cruise ships and Clostridium difficile are also airborne. Many of the infectious diarrheas and, and enteritises are airborne and they're airborne in restrooms. You know this because you can smell it in the air. The restrooms in America right now, I think, are a cesspool Mm. of pathogens, not on toilet seats uh, uh, only or, uh, you know, on the floor, but actually in the air. And they're not cleaned enough. And there's so many people that go in there. Uh, I really think this type of technology installed into public restrooms, boy, it comes to mind, airports, restaurants, uh, football stadiums, you know, where there's a lot of people to cut down on the burden. Let me say this much, Malcolm. Do you know for these infectious types of diarrheas, it's all about inoculum, that if you got exposed to a couple bugs, you wouldn't get sick. But once you get past a certain threshold, you actually tip the balance and you actually get sick with an infectious diarrhea. This poor woman got so dehydrated. There were so many phone calls. My wife was involved, my daughter. They went to the ER. She ended up having expensive tests, a CAT scan, all of this. It was all avoidable. Oh, my Lord, Malcolm, I tell you, we need this technology. It needs to get into public health. These are the constructive things that can improve public health and reduce communicability of disease.
0: Amen. Yeah, it, it surely is. So you got two products now with Genesis. you got the Genesis Fogger, which is very transportable. You put it on your shoulder and you, it fogs. And you have one of those, Dr. McCullough. Yeah. Uh, and you put the HOCL and it, it kills, again, the airborne diseases and problems you have. And then you've got this new uh, UX4 atomizer, uh, and uh, so this is now available. A fifteen percent off any of those products you get with use of the code OutLoud with Genesis. Uh, if you click the uh, banner ad uh, right back at America Loud, it will put you right into the page, and you can read up all the science and all the information on both of those products. So check it out, friends, uh, and uh, something to uh, help you out both at home and in your um, public life as well. So. Um, All right, we're going to take a quick pause here and we'll return in just a moment here. Uh, You're listening to America Out Loud Pulse. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit GenesisFolger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpitone iodine-based nasal spray Kofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Copix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Copix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OutLoud.
1: Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers.
0: Okay, my fellow Americans and to all of our friends around the globe, and uh, we know we've got a lot of listeners all over, a lot of different countries love to listen to America Out Loud. Welcome into the broadcast here. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here along with Dr. Peter McCullough on you know, just these programs are so rich of information. I can see why they do so unbelievably well. People love it. Uh, and so, uh, again, it was a great interchange up front about the censorship and what we're sharing, what's happening with uh, Twitter, PayPal, a lot of this. If you missed that up front in the broadcast, go back and listen to that. Uh, yeah, and uh, you'll get a sense of uh, what, what we're seeing here and, and what should happen ahead. Now, this is Q&A 41 here. Uh, let's get back to some of these here. This one, the next one's from Marge. How can a 76-year-old lady with stage three kidney failure and skin cancer protect herself from shedding of friends or relatives? I've been mostly isolated for over two and a half years now. I need human contact. Wow. You
1: know, at this point in time, I'm less concerned about shedding. The more time that goes on, we are not hearing about serious outcomes. Uh, Shedding may be a a form of an immune challenge, but I don't think is gonna make somebody critically ill. I'd say this person ought to go out and live their life, be uh, reasonable, responsible. I'm more concerned about actually getting the infection. Mm-hmm. And in my Substack today, I have a new diagram showing risk stratification. And someone like this, who's not had COVID but not had a vaccine, uh, you know, in a sense they're they're a virgin. The first infection could be serious, particularly kidney disease uh, and and other problems, as she's described. So this is a person who would definitely want to use the nasal hygiene preventively. If they went out to a doctor's office or church or school, go ahead and use a form of nasal hygiene. Uh, the one that's available on our platform is CoFix CofixRx. Uh, that one can be used as a, a preventive measure. Uh, two squirts in each nostril, sniff it back, and that's a good preventive strategy supported by data.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Again, Marge, uh, there you go. I hope that helps. And yeah, we all need human contact. So uh, you do got to live your life to the fullest. Uh, I know it's a delicate situation when you have those kinds of problems. Uh, this one's from Patricia. Please address the Department of Veterans Affairs mandate for healthcare workers and the discrimination for testing and mask for those who invoke religious exemptions. Also, they are relocating, if possible, RNs and doctors who do not get the COVID shots as they are danger to veterans, per the Secretary of VA, Dennis McDonough. Why is this still allowed as a mandate when the shots are harmful, do not protect or stop the spread, and the virus is 99.97% survivable, and they refuse natural immunity? Veterans are losing their providers and loved ones. Uh, please help rescind this order by the government on healthcare workers, please.
1: It's another example of overreach. This time it's in the the Veterans Affairs Administration. You know, every branch of the military is being sued right now. 47 members of Congress wrote Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, and demanded the vaccine mandates be dropped, demanded that uh, all the military personnel who lost their jobs or were pushed out, kicked out, that they be recalled and be given back pay. Uh, you know, this should be a strong signal to our military. The overreach is not going to be tolerated. People who are asymptomatic are not public health threats. Everyone agrees now. Uh, the the uh, Veterans Administration is not even following the CDC. We've already covered CDC says no routine testing. So, you know, th- there is, you know, let's hope, Malcolm, that this is just a lag. It's an administrative lag mm-hmm. of these organizations Uh, getting in line with the CDC. But I can tell you when the CDC was ramping up on recommendations, these organizations, the same day would increase the intensity, right? The same day they would say. But now when it's a uh, de-escalation, now these organizations are not rapidly de-escalating these draconian measures.
0: Yeah, very, very good point, yeah. This next one's for Mark. I'm a healthy 66-year-old male that has not received the COVID vaccines. I have concerns about receiving a blood transfusion from a donor that has been vaccinated. Is this a valid concern? If so, what precautions should be taken?
1: Hmm. I don't think it is. We've tackled this question many, many times. The, the seroprevalence now in populations is so high. If we used a high grade assay, that this person invariably has some antibodies against the spike protein. The donors and the donor pools have antibodies against the spike protein. I I don't think it's a concern. If someone's life is on the line, they need a transfusion, get a transfusion. Um, But we're very disappointed with the American Red Cross, the American Society of Clinical Blood Banking. They weren't responsible on this. Vaccinated people should have been excluded from blood donation for a period of time, uh, probably a month in my view. Uh, That would have been prudent. It wasn't done.
0: Okay. All right. These next uh, four questions I can tell you right now are all related to, uh, and I I need to get them in here because they've been uh, re-emailing them and it's about nasal hygiene. So let me just go at it here and we'll just go through these one, two, three, four. This first one's from Keeley. I'm writing to possibly have this read on the Q&As. I'm actually curious about the use of the and hydrogen peroxide and even using it very diluted for children. Is it safe? I see mainstream media obviously saying it's dangerous. I have a six to nine-year-old and they get coughs and colds. Can I use that for general wellness for my kids? Uh, Et cetera, et cetera. What do you think about that?
1: There's enough clinical experience with dilute hydrogen peroxide in COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, and I think the novelty and the severity of the illness warranted it. Um, I think for the general cold, I don't think we have to go that far, honestly. Uh, the the common cold is not a deep tracheal bronchial problem. It's largely a nasal problem there. If we restrict it to nasal washes and gargles, it's a lot safer. I am worried about deep inhalation of various products and triggering reactive airways disease, causing damage or other long-term problems that we don't know about. So I would say no for the general code, but uh, in in the setting of COVID-19, it has been uh, successful.
0: Okay, Linda says, I bought uh, Clear for my mom to use. She currently uses the iodine formula of Dr. McCullough's, but had a runny nose throughout the day, so I thought this might work better for her. She read the label, which says not to use if on a blood thinner, which she has on from a heart doctor. Does this mean she should not use Clear? I guess if that's what it says, huh?
1: No, I think Clear would be uh, safe there. You know what people are concerned about is if there is any mucosal irritation, Malcolm? That if they're on a blood thinner, they could get a runaway uh, nosebleed, and, and that's the concern. But Clear is not an irritant, uh, and if it is irritating, one of the general rules on any of the nasal washes: if it stings, dilute it. It's too strong. Right, right. Malcolm, I've got to tell you another vignette on um, on censorship that just happened with Clear. Uh, somebody reached out to me on one of my social media feeds, and uh, she said, "Listen, I just use Clear." Uh, you know, on the back end of a COVID infection, I had a lot of sinus congestion and I used it successfully and I was pretty happy with it. So I went on Amazon to write a review and Amazon nailed her for COVID misinformation yeah. and wouldn't allow her to post her review. So this form of censorship is even in Amazon in consumers who are having a good experience.
0: Yeah, yeah no doubt, no doubt. Um, By the way, uh, let me share with you as well, Dr. McCullough, I don't think you're aware of this, but uh, let me share with listeners, since we're talking about CLEAR, the uh ceo uh nathan uh jones in fact uh, who uh, in fact dr McCullough and i did a great show with him on the voice of a nation that show has had over one hundred and twenty-five thousand listens by the way wow. it's it's yeah it's been pretty uh, pretty well listened to uh people love it and it was a great interview remember we did with him as you recall well guess what drum roll please uh He is now uh, a writer for the platform for America Out Loud. How do you like that, McCullough? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, his first one is on the front page right now as I speak to y'all. And uh, it's called entitled Americans Distrust in the Healthcare System. And it's complete with all the end notes and everything else. Uh, Nathan Jones, it's his very first one. I was thrilled to announce it here to y'all. And again, depending on when you listen to this, it's right on the front page. And if you don't see it in the center, look to the left sidebar under Notables, and we will have it there as well as that other PayPal one I was telling you about earlier. How, how cool is that, Peter? Huh?
1: I tell you what, he's a real maverick. You know, his father yeah. Yeah. is a famous physician who uh, basically discovered and patented uh, a lot of the components of the products that this company developed his father started the company Nate himself uh, is a real juggernaut you know he's yeah. been a deep sea diver an oil rig worker an offshore offshore rigger yeah. uh, he's a pilot and he's a corporate CEO and I tell you what he has yeah. a real knack for leading us forward
0: I like him a lot uh, you're exactly right with what you say uh he's a he's a very classy fellow. Uh, and he, he and the other thing I, I sense about him all the time, Peter, is he's in it to help people. That's what I, and I, I constantly get that from him. He he never is in it to just sell a product. I don't ever get that from him. He, he really genuinely cares about people. That's one of the uh, I, I'll tell you, one of the beautiful things about all of the people we're dealing with. They really care about humanity. And I, I love that, Peter. I love it. You know. Uh, So he's really cool. But that first one is on the platform. Please give it a read and share it, friends, Uh, from Nathan Jones, the CEO of Clear. Uh, it's right up there uh, again, entitled Americans' Distrust in the Healthcare System. Uh, he gets into it right there. All right. Uh, this uh, other two left on this uh, subject matter. Tracy says My husband and I have been using the immunist uh, iodine uh, nasal spray since January of this year. It's worked great. Sometimes after we spray, we notice if we have to lightly blow our nose or wipe, there's a blue color. Is that normal?
1: Yes, it's normal. Actually, that's the iodine. Anybody using any iodine preparation, if you blow your nose, you'll notice some blue, perfectly normal.
0: Okay. Terrific. Terrific. Susan says, for providing the iodine solution, wouldn't it be easier to state a half of a teaspoon iodine for three uh, tablespoons of water instead of a half iodine for one and a half ounces of water? Uh, People I speak to are clueless about how to convert one and a half ounces to this. Uh, Why the confusion, she says.
1: (laughs) You know, I worked on this with Claire Rogers, I believe, forever. She was a nurse practitioner. And you know what we settled on? 1.5 ounces is a shot glass. And almost everybody has a shot glass. So if they just took half a teaspoon and put it in a shot glass, they'd have it. Uh, but no matter what we do, Malcolm, I tell you, I know, you know, know, people cannot be happy. I'll say this much: it needs to look like tea, kind of darker side tea, but not okay. too dark. Okay. If it's a consistent tea. Now, if it looks like Coca-Cola, it's too thick. Right. It's too, and it's gonna sting. My wife did that one time. She was yeah. like, "I'll never do this again." I said, "Honey, you made it too strong." It, you know, it takes very little. Someone just mentioned immune mist. Immune mist is very mild. If you actually poured out immune mist, it's a very light iodine concentration, but it's very effective and it's comfortable. Nasal mists and nasal sprays and washes should be comfortable. If they sting or hurt or cause bleeding, they're too strong.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, we have had questions like this. I I really wanted to get those in. We have others, uh, but I thought let's get those for at least cover it. And by the way, the initial post that Dr. McCullough did he is the most shared post on the platform. If you go to the front page of AmericaOutLow.com, on the left sidebar, part way down now, you'll see COVID resources. And there's some really fantastic information and mainstays of the platform, including uh, actually Dr. McCullough's protocol. His protocol with some new updates in that protocol is there as well, actually. Uh, But you'll see that initial post, uh, dilute the povidine iodine nasal oral washes for the prevention and treatment of COVID-19. He actually took the photograph and did it right on his kitchen uh, table cabinet, uh, if you will. And I remember him sending me the photographs that day and said, hey, we got to get this up. And we did. And it's been read and looked at and listened and probably dripped on from the iodine. uh, uh, Who knows how many times, right, Peter? Malcolm, (laughs) I have
1: to say one thing. That was, that's my kitchen countertop. I never thought it would be. Uh, you know, in everybody's uh, phone uh, throughout the world. But let me say this much. I still get calls from people saying, Dr. McCullough, I have COVID. And I'll say, go ahead and start the nasal washes. What do I do? And then, you know, people (laughs) acutely sick start trundling out to the pharmacy and buying things when they're acutely sick. This is about having a kit at home. Have your nasal hygiene product in a kit with the necessary vitamins and supplements and be ready. Everybody needs to be like a Boy Scout and Girl Scout here. You know, it's COVID inevitable. There's still a lot of people who have not gotten COVID, and I keep telling them, you're gonna get
0: it, so be ready. And there's still a lot of people dying from it, Peter. I mean, we just had a post on the platform of, what about a week ago on this. The numbers were still pretty, pretty outrageous, you know. Well,
1: let me address that. Uh, Our CDC director, Rochelle Lewinsky, has come out saying, you know, there's still 400 people dying a day of COVID. What we know from prior analysis, including the CDC and the Italians, that it's about 10 percent that actually do have COVID pneumonia and they can die of COVID pneumonia. Okay, 10 percent. That means 40, not 400. Now, the other 390, what are they dying of? They're dying of other conditions and they're testing positive. Now, people can test positive for months after the initial infection. So let's say a terminal cancer patient who had COVID six months ago, they come in with their final um, hospice care. They're going to be testing positive. They're not dying of COVID. They're dying of the condition, the same thing with terminal heart failure, et cetera. So it's about 40 cases a day. People say, well, is is that a big number? Let me tell you this much. In terms of people dying of heart disease per day, heart attacks, arrhythmias, heart failure, forget COVID, that number is about 2,000 a day, Mm. 2,000. Wow, How about drug overdoses and suicides? That number together is probably about 600 per day. So COVID-19, people really dying of COVID-19 pneumonia, Malcolm, it's a smaller proportion of the deaths than our conventional uh, two big ones, which are heart disease and cancer. And a recent analysis in JAMA by Graspus and colleagues showed, you know, it's rare for someone to die of COVID now, but of those in the hospital, fully vaccinated, with the uh, Omicron, and they end up uh, in the ICU fully vaccinated on the ventilator, you know what the mortality was fully vaccinated? 62%. The vaccines do not protect against death in these rare cases where it's severe.
0: There you go. There you go. Some valuable information right there, friends. Uh, two key points on the um, uh, the uh, nasal hygiene, which we just covered with all those questions, clear is spelt X-L-E-A-R. That's how it's spelt, okay? So don't look for C-L-E-A, X-L-E-A-R. That is available in pharmacies, drugstores, yes. Uh, grocery stores, uh, countrywide. C to shine in C. You can get that product, no problem, okay? Uh, Malcolm, now, Malcolm yes. I want
1: to make another point about clear. Remember, we've talked about hydrogen peroxide and povidone iodine as anti-infectives, which they are, but they're not very good allergic decongestants. Clear does reduce the inflammation and the nasal stuffiness of allergies, allergic rhinitis, and clear is commonly used for uh, daily use for people with allergic rhinitis. Uh, You know, I've had family members with this. So clear has this extended spectrum. And can be used twice a day. That's the reason why the bottle is bigger. You buy it at the local pharmacy, and it's a bigger bottle than the other products.
0: Well, Clear's made with xylitol, uh, friends. Which again, daily use is no problem at all. It's very safe, right, uh, Peter? Right, very, very That's safe. That's right. You
1: know, xylitol yeah. and grapefruit seed Correct. extract. Right. So that natural product seems to really yeah. give it its unique properties.
0: Yeah, it's very, very cool. And then the co-fixes with the probidin So back to the questions early, where folks are trying to do the mix throw all that in the trash can and just get some cofix rx kids and be done with it and that's the answer right there that comes in the transportable bottles very easy <laughs> to do and that one's really really simple that one you can get 20 percent off with the code out loud and you get that online cofixrx.com forward slash out loud or again as always click the banner ad on sponsored partnerships All of our friends back at America Out Loud, and you can get that as well. That's how you get the nasal hygiene, okay? Malcolm,
1: Malcolm, I've got a Christmas idea. This came from recently uh, a couple of my Bible study traveled to Europe, and I sent them off with a gift, Cofix Rx. Why? Because it's small. It fits in a travel bag easily. You're going to use it for this uh, duration of the trip preventively, and in case you get COVID, and it doesn't leak. What a great Mm -hmm. gift for travel. And yeah. you're keeping your loved ones safe. Uh, it's unique. It's small, and it's kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, the couple came by, uh, it, you know, came by my house. He's a doctor. I said, "Listen, you're going to Europe. They haven't had COVID. They know the vaccines don't work. CoFix RX, and boy, were they happy."
0: Amen. All right. Uh, well, we believe in all of these products. We don't have them out here for any for nothing, friends. We really believe in them. And that's why we have them on here. And we don't take just any advertiser or any sponsor. I mean, let me be sure to, that you know that. That is a fact. I have refused plenty. Uh, it's got nothing to do with money. It's got to do with the fact that we want products that are going to improve people's lives. Uh, I got this last one. Let me get in here because it's very relevant to the moment and there's a lot we couldn't get to, but we'll get to them next week. This one's from Marla and she says, dear Dr. McCullough, I am so sorry about the loss of your father as you feel like a dear friend. Uh, I'm a nurse who has followed you throughout these last couple of years. I too lost my dad this past year and it made me tear up to hear you share your news. Your father must have been an amazing man to raise such a courageous son. Our love and sympathies to your family. God bless and keep fighting the good fight, Marla.
1: Marla, before I choke up, thank you so much for those kind words.
0: Well, you did. Uh, And, friends, I'm sure you must have heard the McCullough Report last uh, weekend. It was powerful, Uh, had Dr. Tenpenny on. About the, the powerful up in the front where uh, Dr. McCullough shared uh, the sentiments and of his dad um, was very powerful. You know, the beautiful thing about this medium, uh, Peter, I will share when you would talk radio, is it's very authentic. When you bring your heart to the game, like I do every day and like you do, it makes this powerful because it's authentic. We're in the know, we're in the real. We don't have to make anything up because we just speak truth. And that's what you did last weekend, brother. I'll tell you, you were absolutely remarkably amazing and hard to keep your composure, but uh, you know, people just uh, really sent their blessings to you and your family.
1: Thank you. You know, I thought about it and I thought about how blessed I was to have a platform to to make some statements in eulogy, right? And so... um, uh, again, before I choke up, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, and you know, last week's show was all about that, and uh, it was very good as well as the ten penny piece. So if you missed that, go back and listen to that on podcast, friends. Uh, that is all the time we have here for, but it's all back at AmericaOutloud dot uh, Do join us there and help us become part of the America Outloud family and get the good word out there, the Out Loud Truth. Uh, listen we're in it to raise everybody and impact all of humanity in every positive way that we can that's the mission here liberty and justice for all thank you for joining us here again on america out loud pulse always a will be ahead